Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, the What If Project podcast. My name is Glenn. This is part number six of our series, New Ideas for the New Year, episode number 276 of the show. And uh, today we're talking to a mother and son team, uh, Janie Bowie Brown and James W. Brown IV, who have created a deck of tarot cards called the Sacred Web Tarot. Now this episode, we talk about tarot, but it's it's deeper than that. Uh, this deck of cards is called the Sacred Web. Uh, the Sacred Web is about the interconnectedness of all things. Uh, the oneness that we share with each other, the oneness that we share with the divine, God, Jesus, the universe, whatever words you want to use. Uh, this is an episode that helps erase the illusion that we're separated, right? Because we don't we live in a world. I don't know about you, but like every time I turn on the on the news, I go to Twitter or X, God forbid, whoever wants to go there, <laughs> right? But you go you go to these places. It's all about division. It's all about us versus them and how we're separate and all these different things and how we're better than they are and they're not as good as we are and all this different stuff. It's all an illusion. None of that is true, right? We're all connected. Everything is connected. Even science right, has proven that there's this mysterious connection that we all share in some way, shape, or form. And so this deck of cards... It's very unique. Uh, the drawings on it are not the typical tarot drawings. Uh, James actually had a, an accident years back where he lost his memory. And he started drawing these designs. And it's in that recovery process that a lot of these designs came to be. And so it's really, really interesting to hear uh, James and Janie kind of talk about this experience, talk about how these cards came to be. And then share with us their experiences of this idea of the sacred web and the interconnectedness of all things. Uh, I have a lot more questions for them. And actually, I actually would like to have them both back on the show, maybe together and separate to kind of pick their brains about some different things. Because they both specialize, so to speak, uh, in different areas of this deck of cards. And you're going to get that that vibe as soon as you start to hear them talk. They each uh, operate in their uh, own wheelhouse, so to speak. And uh, when they come together, man, it's so good. Anyway, I'm going to put the link to their work uh, to this deck in the show notes. Also in the show notes, as always, links to my books as well. Links to Patreon if you want to support the show. Uh, thank you to those of you who do support the show, especially after <laughs> after this series with all the new ideas that we're exploring with astrology and we talked about, uh, to a medium yesterday. We're doing tarot again today. Lots of different episodes. We did Dharma, right? Some some uh, Hindu philosophy. We've talked about Jesus and his Aramaic tongue. Lots of different ideas. Thank you to those of you who have stuck around <laughs> and you have supported our work and the stuff that we do here. Uh, our family is extremely grateful for you. We have 50 uh, Patreon supporters, and you, you really do help us uh, keep the lights on, put the food on the table, do all the different things every month. So we are grateful and we're thankful to be on the journey with you as we are all exploring uh, the mysteries of faith and evolving in our spiritual journey. So anyway, the sacred web with Jenny Bowie Brown and James W. Brown the fourth. Enjoy. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we are joined by two guests, a mother and son team who have partnered together to co-create a beautiful 
and unique deck of tarot cards that comes with a very detailed and helpful guidebook. Uh, their names are Jenny Bowie Brown and James W. Brown IV. They've created the Sacred Web Tarot. And so, Jenny and James, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for making time for us. This is fantastic. I, I started a company called Spontaneous Productions, and now I'm on What If. It could not be more perfect for me. It's it. The universe has aligned. It brought exactly. us all together in the sacred web, right? In the sacred web. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how, how we roll. It. That's it. <laughs> all right. So I think a good place for us to begin is, can you each give us maybe a brief um, intro to yourself, kind of the work that you do? And then maybe together you can tell us a little bit about the background and the story uh, to this deck of cards, because as we'll talk about in a little while, I'm sure it's very different from your typical tarot deck that you might go and pick up at the store with the normal images and things like that. So kind of like what what's your story? What happened in your lives to kind of bring you to the point of creating this beautiful, unique deck of cards? Well, since I'm the mom, I'll, yeah. I'll <laughs> I'm the elder. We'll get that's right. We'll give you the, the baton first. <laughs> she gave birth to me. That's the right. beginning. Mom goes first. <laughs> goes first. Um, so I um my background is um I'm a, a lover of words and I've been a writer for a long time. Um I taught English for um for a number of years as well, and then wound up moving to a very small town in southwest Ohio and had James with me and then had, um, James's two siblings. So then I was home with three kids and, uh, started teaching physical movement and mm. then studying yoga back in a time when there were like three yoga books. And for me to even take a yoga class, I'd have to drive an hour and 15 minutes to oh. go find one in Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> so, um, I'm, I just, I'm the kind of person who is constantly, seeking, I mm -hmm. guess, to understand um, the complexities of what it means to be a human. I think some of that comes from me becoming a mother mm -hmm. and raising children. Um, and then the tarot has, I actually came to the tarot before yoga. So late 1990s. Mm -hmm. And I found this beautiful round deck um, that was filled with just incredible images of women from different cultures. And, um, and it kind of, stole my heart, the story of, of this idea for me of the soul, um, the zero, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. In the, in the infinite void of possibility and the divine ocean of love. Once you move through maybe the lens of yoga and, um, coming into a body and then being on this journey. Mm -hmm. and so it was really the narrative of the tarot that, that kind of stole my heart. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then, my love of yoga and and its gifts of, and practices of liberation and transformation kind of were woven together in this deck. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I've loved what I've loved most about tarot is like seeing, like you said, the story that the deck tells and like just how many of like the I don't know, you want to call them like myths or whatever kind of stories that are kind of wired into us as humans pop up in those cards because like. I told you before you record, like I grew up in the church. I went to Bible college seminary. So I've studied the Bible for a long time. And I started to recognize once I got brave enough to pick up a tarot deck, because I was always told it's so evil and you're going to go to hell, <laughs> you know, and all this different stuff. But when I started looking into it for myself, I'm like, wow, like some of these images, like the magician, the fool, like all these kind of images, these stories can be found in the Bible, in the teachings of Christ. And then there's other holy scriptures as well from like Buddhism and Islam and like all these stories make their way into these cards. And I'm like so fascinated by how it's just everything is connected in that way in the sacred web. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. it is again. We'll just keep dropping that term. <laughs> it's pretty hard not to once you start. Right, it's it's right. very applicable. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, I'll just jump in. Um, yeah, sure. So my name is James Brown, which is awesome. I love it. I'm the fourth, which Fantastic. is even better. It's just the best built-in icebreaker. Um, I uh, never really was that spiritual. I went to Catholic school till I was, um, I think, in fifth grade. We went to church every Friday, and it was terrifying because it would always give us to pet after church. So it was this weird, like, Pavlovian response to just being terrified. Right. Um, <laughs> And then I, I got out and um, just sort of, you know, did the kids stuff, like made mistakes, loved school, science, 
Um, and then I went to college and did not love it that much. Mm. So I um, found myself enamored with film and I started a film company uh, my sophomore year called Spontaneous Productions. Mm. Um, and I did that, a lot of documentary work for about six years, mm. moved to Denver in 2017, the year after I got married and I cracked my skull. And that led to uh, three to four years of just vague, vapid memory, like a lot of short-term memory wow. just gone. Hmm. And a lot of people have asked, you know, did it come back? And the answer is no. <laughs> like, hmm. it's it's just like some weird, hazy dreams. Um, and so over that period, well, let me take one step backwards. Um, I have and always will be bipolar. Um, and my mom and I, spoke almost every day in college about it and explored these ideas and themes about pain, about existence, about just the difficulty of understanding the self, really, mm -hmm. um, to boil it down. And so our conversations would start sprouting. Um, I began writing and drawing a lot, but I was bad at it. Uh, <laughs> I love science. I look into time theory very often. Cosmological natural selection is a beautiful theory. Um, and so all these conversations with my mom just started mounting and mounting to these like 45 minute conversations when we were just calling to say hi. Um, and so one Thanksgiving when I'm still in recovery, I think it was year two, maybe three, 2018-ish, um, when we had a Thanksgiving and um, my mom was drawing some cards and she drew the death card and you know as someone who had just happy thanksgiving died, <laughs> yeah well as someone who kind of like died and came yeah, back yeah yeah really um it it definitely just prompted some questions mm. some conversation and i drew it and it's this really gorgeous flower wilting into a a, a seed um and that's really what spurred this idea that why does death have to be scary? It's natural. It's everything. It's just as important as life. And so why would we try and create like a trap for the user to, yeah. to take their interpretations and just feel this burning anxiety because it's yeah. death. Yeah. And we turned the name into the release and that's when everything changed. We mm. realized we could... I think the way that I've looked at it, because I, I know nothing about tarot and I'm going to keep it that way. I like my open approach to this. Yeah, sure. Um, but the way that I, I, I looked at it was, um, oh my God, I totally just lost the word that I had for it. But um, yeah, we wanted to create, I, I call it the easiest on-ramp to tarot ever. And Janie and I just kept working. We only really talked about the majors together, which are these 20 cards on top of a card deck. And they all have incredible ideas. Like we took the um, the hanged man and mm -hmm. turned it into the wheel. So mm. nobody felt like they were going to get hanged that day. Mm. Well, um, we didn't turn it into the wheel. We turned it, we turned it into reflection. <laughs> There you go. Good. It's yeah. the twelfth. I am the terror nerd. You're the terror. <laughs> I'm yeah, the terror yeah, yeah. nerd. Um, but but yeah, I mean, just to to I think probably the thing that was so profound to me is mm -hmm. actually when James physically, you know, drew the image for the death card and sent it to me, and it's just so beautiful. It's this, mm. and, and I and I that's what that card has always meant to me. It's been this invitation to let go of something that is blocking whatever is meant to grow. Yeah. Right? That's keeping me stuck in a place. Um, and that's when I was like, Oh, Oh man, I think we're going to make a tarot deck. But the other yeah. thing I would say is like, you know, through the experience of watching James work so hard to address um, his mental health issues, having struggled myself with mental health issues for, for many, many decades you know, this understanding that being human is challenging. It is difficult yeah. to be in a body mm -hmm. and that um, each thing, the hardest things, the shadow, if you will, um, the unrealized things, those are the great teachers. Mm -hmm. So where I saw James suffering with the head injury, I also saw him growing incredibly. So for us with this deck, we wanted to make sure, cause we, we don't think there are any scary cards. 
But the people I work with, with traditional decks, they pull the devil or death, you know, and they freak out or the tower, for goodness sakes. And I'm yeah. like, no, 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 it's good. It's right. good. Let's think about this. Like, you know, just sit with it. And so that's where some of the language changed around the names for the cards. Um, yeah. And then, you know, James had, go ahead and, uh, why is it a non-binary deck? Yeah, yeah. Um... So we only talked about the majors and mm -hmm. then I gut instinct drew everything else. I mean, it, it gave it three layers of interpretation. My narrative. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the earth cards has a monkey. And to me, that was curious, George. <laughs> and Love now that. it's part of the earth stew and interpreted through that lens. And then it's interpreted through your lens. Mm -hmm. um, so while we were working on this, there's the knight, king, queen, prince mm -hmm. area. And we were just talking. I was like, wait, my sibling's non-binary. Hmm. Why the hell would we stick to this weird hierarchy? <laughs> right. Like it's a hierarchical system it's as true. well. It's not yeah. just gendered. It's like you're powerful, less powerful. And yeah. now you're, you know. The man, gendered. the woman. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so I, I just brought that up one day and Janie's response was like, Ooh, and she comes back with the cosmic family is what we call it. And Jamie, I don't know if you want to do a quick run through. Well, thank you. That that was pretty. That was one of those moments when the deck started to like speak to me and yeah. wanting, like, wanting to to be a space where no matter what you look like, how you refer to yourself, mm -hmm. what religious beliefs you bring, you are welcome here. Yeah. That's the whole point of of the sacred web. And, yeah. and, and even this idea of like, you know, you don't even need to know tarot to work with this deck because there's, you know, there's language for each of the cards. If you'd like to work with that, an energetic word, a mantra, I call it just mm -hmm. coming out of my yogic background. And so you could just pull a card and it's an affirmation, you know, it's, it's, it's just an opportunity to be really present with yourself. I love that it gets rid of the the like polar opposites of things and kind of brings everything together. And like we were saying before about like death, like that, my father died in March. And so it's been like a really oh, wow. heavy season for me. That was like my first real significant loss, I guess you could say. And I recognize that like growing up in the church, you know, I was always taught that, you know, you, you have to put your feelings aside, you know, you gotta, you gotta push everything down, especially as a pastor, because you've got, people that are relying on you in the pews. So give yourself a week to grieve your things and then kind of move on with your life. And so that's always how I've handled my grief is just stuff it all away and move on. So this is the first time I really opened myself up to like, you know what, like I'm really going to feel everything I've got to feel. And like, I even stopped the podcast for April, May, June, July, August. I picked it back up in September and started to know do everything again and just even then it was like slow like bi-weekly instead of weekly but i'm still like in this place of like wrestling with this with this grief but everything i've been taught has been like that's bad death is bad death is like this separate thing but now i'm in this place where i'm like well what if what if it's just what if like the what if the separateness is just an illusion like what if it's all really just connected i've been reading like a lot of like buddhist teachings about death and they talk about how like it's like we're we're like we're like a wave. We manifest out of the ocean for a little while, but then the wave crashes on a rock and it goes back into the ocean from which it came. It doesn't cease to exist. It ceases to be a wave, but it's still the ocean, it's still the water. And so now I'm trying to think of like life in that kind of a sense where it's like we manifest out of the water of the divine or whatever, the ocean of the divine for a little while, and we crash eventually upon a rock. Some people crash against cancer some people crash against old age or whatever it might be but we don't cease to exist we're still here it's just all part of that web and that's what i love about this deck is because as i've been wrestling with those kind of things with my own theology that i was grown then i was brought up with and just you know the loss of my dad i feel like this deck has really spoken into all of those things that i'm thinking about so thank you to both of you for having the the courage to kind of put this together you know i mean We've never actually brought this up, but um, during the process, first of all, incredibly difficult. And I lost my grandpa during mm. my recovery. And I remember to this day, just a few things. Um, 
uncontrollable sobbing. I tried to get on an airplane as quickly as possible to see him. Um, I mean, I'm named after the guy. I really, really love them. And over time, I've really come to turn those ideas of grief into the idea of keeping him alive. Yeah. Like my memories, my actions represent the man and I give credit where I can and that alone we also have a giant side my dad side of the family is giant it's like 40 plus people so <laughs> um you know but it, it it's become almost a a a, a fallback mm. a, a reminder of why I do what I do yeah what I want to do and when we were working on the death card I was still struggling with that and I think very subconsciously the idea of one thing changing into another is exactly what you're talking about. You know, I, I keep telling my family, like, if if you guys can figure it out, you know, throw my ashes in a SpaceX, whatever, send me to space. Like, I'm done down here. I want to go home. I want to yeah. go to the stars, man. That's yeah. We're all stardust, though. So That's right. I hear you on that, and I I really really hope that you know the grief can turn into a kind of a weird form of love. Yeah, that's probably the best way to describe it. I feel like it, it's up and down, you know, it's it's all it's all over the place and just trying to kind of embrace the moments and what each day brings and take it one feeling and one moment at a time, but not push anything away. And I think that's again, that's the beauty of this deck is you're not pushing away the bad feelings. You're embracing them as this is just part of the story and this is part of life and this is where we are. And it's not it's not bad. We can learn from it. We We can grow. So. Uh, anyway, thank you. But what I want to ask you next is in the intro of the book, um, you you say that you believe that you want to, it's good to honor the tradition of tarot. And James, I thought that was interesting because you said that you have purposely not gotten really deep into tarot. So it's kind of like you you leave it over to your mom to do the kind of more of the, the technical things. But you also believe it's important to expand on tarot as a tool for for growth. And I love that because really that's what we try to do here on the podcast is I, I believe the traditions of Christianity, the tradition of a lot of religions are really, really good, but I think we can easily get stuck there and we can almost go backwards when we get stuck. And so I think it's good to expand on things, which is why I've invited people on the show like yourself to talk about tarot. We've had astrologists on the show. Mediums have been on the show before. Like We just go all over the place and talk about all sorts of the taboo things, but I think it's important to kind of layer those things into our faith and expand on it. So I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about what does that look like in this particular deck for people who maybe haven't gotten their hands on it yet? Like, how has this deck honored the tradition of tarot, but yet expanded it at the same time? Well, I'll, I'll go just because that's that was my mission, I guess, is <laughs> to, um, I love the, the, I mean, it's so interesting when you think about it, you know, the origin of tarot was mm -hmm. just a deck of cards. It was a playing game, you know? Yeah whether whether it's germany or northern italy you know there's a little debate about where where it first started but um in the 1400s and then you know in the 19th century then it became kind of woven into spirituality and mm -hmm. spiritual exploration um and so in this iteration of it where the narrative became sort of the um the sacred center of tarot mm -hmm. if you will the, the big story of the soul and the major arcana of those 22 cards that begins with the zero and ends with, we say the universe and not just the world because mm -hmm. we're, 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 everything is connected, right? Mm -hmm. Stars as well as the stars above. Um, and the sacred self, the 79th card we added. We, we did. We, mm. we did add um, a, an extra card there. Um, so that traditional story of, what it means to be human, I find incredibly fascinating. Mm. So I wanted to explore that deeper. Um, and when I started to work within the minor story, which is the four suits of earth and water and fire and air, I, as a, as a yoga teacher was like, wait a minute, these are the first, these are the chakras. The root mm. chakra is earth. The sacral chakra is water. The solar chakra is fire. Mm. The heart chakra is air. And when I, when I thought about that and I was like, wait a minute, the scariest cards 
are the swords. Mm. Are always, those are the hardest ones. So you know, is swords we, going through people or yes, like laying down like they're dying? Right? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just like right above you waiting to, you know, to come down and strike right. you. And I was like, wait a minute. If if the swords, the suit of air is about how we think and communicate our ideas and our, our sort of sense of self and mm-hmm. uh, what we know, our brain patterns, you name it, whatever goes on mentally, and then we say, but wait, but the, the element of air is also the element of the heart. What if we think about aligning all of the things that move through our brain with our heart? Mm. When we do that, I feel like we come into this um, spaciousness around how to be with our own thoughts, mm. um, which as James knows, I'm always like, the brain is the least reliable narrator, you know? (laughs) The body is a better narrator. The body never (laughs) lies. Um, And so it was kind of through that lens of yoga where I was like, oh, this is another way to shift Mm -hmm. and expand how we can work with with these cards, which really is just a way of working with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because the cards are, you know, just basically mirrors or little doorways to step through into a deeper understanding of who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love the, 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 the inner work that could be done with these cards. That's what I found is, you know, again, like growing up, I was told tarot is this evil thing. It's predicting the future. It's doing all this stuff. And I'm like, let me get my hands on this stuff and really kind of see what it's like for myself. And what I found is like, it helps. It doesn't show you anything that isn't already there. Like it's just, it's almost like I- it's helping you peel back like a a veil of some sort that maybe yes. right has just been yes. covered up because of your baggage and the things in your world and you're like oh like it's been there the whole time but this card or this this story and this card is just helping me see something that my intuition hasn't been able to tap into until it's almost been awakened by this image on the card and that's what i tell every person so when i say i don't know anything about tarot <laughs> you know i know I'm you not- know a little bit yeah, a, I guess a very intuitive reader. And he's, she calls me a card slinger. I love <laughs> it. You're the card shark. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, this is probably what's going on in your life. And I get too personal. Um, so for me, when it came to this practice of tarot, I mean, I've been around it my whole life, basically, mm-hmm. with Jenny. Um, I wanted to break down almost every single stereotype and hang up to make it boiled to what feels like a Rorschach test. Mm-hmm. When I'm reading, I draw the cards and they never look the same, which mm-hmm. is creepy to me because I drew them. <laughs> um, this entire idea of it being this tool, because Jamie and I completely believe that everybody knows the answer to the questions that they're asking. They just need that, that bridge, that medium. And yeah. so Jenny sometimes falls back on the book. I tend to do readings and sort of map it out with cards. Um, And what I love most about this is there's literally no right or wrong. Mm. You know, there's just options. Um, We do vibe checks occasionally on Instagram or when we're with an audience where we just read a single card per person and um, try and connect on that level, which is difficult online, you know, but Mm -hmm. We really, really try and foster that safe space to, to, to put it simply, the, the fundamental goal with all of that is to create a space where someone can approach this deck and feel a little less crazy, mm-hmm. um, feel seen, um, and hopefully open that door to self-love. If we've done that for anyone, then this is a success. That's... Mm-hmm what we've told ourselves from the beginning to the very end of time is this is a tool for self-reflection and love. It's, yeah. That's why we did it. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that's so important for, especially people who come from the tradition that I'm from that it's a very evangelical fundamentalist tradition where, you know, I was told growing up that that inner voice is one you don't listen to, you know, mm. because that's going to steer you wrong. You know, the, there's a verse in Jeremiah that was always taken out of context, but it says the heart is deceitful or wicked above all things. And that was taken, that one verse was kind of lifted from the story of Jeremiah thrown into my young mind as a teenager. And it's just told, you know, your heart is always going to lead you astray. You're going to follow your sinful nature. You're going to go here. You're going to go there. You're going to go away from God. 
So you've got to look back to the Bible, or you've got to look back to the pastor, who's the one who's listening to God or the professors, whatever. And that's where you get your guidance from. So really, I mean, for a long time, I just kind of shut down that intuitive voice inside because I would, I would always think that's, well, that's the devil whispering in my ear if it's something that's contrary to what somebody else is telling me, you know? So now I'm in this place though, where I'm trying to awaken that voice. And for the longest time I would take, you know, a tarot card because I got into about a year ago. And for months I would just look at the card and be like, I don't know what in the world this card is saying. And, you know, I, I didn't hear anything inside, you know, and then I started to read some books about what people said about them. Like, Oh, I guess I can see that. Then I started to look at them more without the books. Now I, I start to feel like I, I'm feeling things inside again. I feel like I'm hearing that voice. I'm trying to befriend that voice instead of trying to cast it out, which is really what I was doing for the longest time. I was trying to cast it away. And now I'm giving it an invitation to come and kind of sit at this table and help me understand the things, like you said, James, like the answers that we're looking for, we know them, they're there. And that voice inside can often lead us to it if we could just learn to listen to it. So for our listeners who grew up in that same kind of tradition, I think this is a wonderful deck like we've been saying, to kind of get started, if for nothing else that happened to that voice that we've been told to shut up and not listen to for most of our lives. That's, that's that was really beautiful. well said. Yeah. yeah. And I, to I totally agree. And I, I think one of the things, if you're new to tarot and, um, you know, this, this deck actually, it very intentionally, we really didn't put the names of the cards mm -hmm even on the cards to just to, to <laughs> remove any, you know, prejudice or preconceptions so that you can just be with it and yeah. work with the, yes, we believe tarot is an incredible tool for self-reflection and presence and centering yourself in your day and your life. But it's also just an amazing tool to develop that intuitive muscle yeah. that's there, you know, like as little kids, that's who we are. We're, mm -hmm. we're not really even separate from that, that inner knowing. And, um, and as, as we grow, when we become separate from it and that separation, I would agree with you is an illusion. It's just like the illusion of separation from divine, like somehow, mm -hmm. you know, divine comes down through just one pastor and then out through a church versus divine is everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've been trying to, I just had somebody on the show last week, we were talking about this very idea when we talked about how, like in the, in the Christian tradition or in the Jewish tradition as well, in Genesis, it says that, you know, God breathed into Adam. And so if Adam is representative of all of humanity, that means that God's breath is in all of us. Breath is what keeps us connected. That's the thing that connects us. So if I could look at James, for instance, I could see three things. I see James, but I also see God because God's breath is in James, but I also see myself because God's breath is in me and in James. And so I see us together as one. And so if we could look at all of each other like that, we could see how we're all so connected in so many ways. Imagine the problems that we could resolve in our individual lives, our family lives, our society, our culture, all those different things. But I think that interconnectedness piece, that's the starting point. Yeah. I call that like looking at the world through the eye of the heart. Yeah. If the heart has this eye and, and in yoga, um, the heart, the anahata is um, that word to describe heart, the heart chakra is not struck. It can never be struck because it's perfectly whole. And if we see that through that lens of wholeness, right, then that's how we see others. It's that's right. That's so good. Practice. That's so good. Know, the difference between Janie and me is I try and bring, you know, some sort of science or metaphysics into this, where it's like energy is never created or destroyed. Our brains are electrical signals. They're yeah. constantly, there's a lot of evidence out there that there is a baseline psychic nature to people. It's mm. that um, gut instinct when you you feel something's off about someone yeah. or you feel attracted to someone. There's, I don't know what it is. It could be wavelengths. It could be signals. It It's energy. Where does it yeah. go? What is it? You know? So this is what leads us down the rabbit hole of 45 <laughs> minute conversation yeah. or we get back to the next project we're working on or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So what would you suggest to the person who they're new to tarot or maybe they, maybe they already have a deck. Like I have a couple decks. Maybe this is, would be their first deck. 
But what would you, what's your suggestion when somebody gets this box? So the first thing I did, not knowing what it was going to be, is I got it. I looked at the cards and I'm like, oh, this is very different from what I'm used to. And now I feel like I maybe I shouldn't have gotten this. That was my first thing. Uh, maybe, mm. I, maybe, I, maybe I'm too deep in the weeds or too deep in the water and I can't swim. But then I started to read the book. And I'm like, oh, like this makes a lot of sense to me now. So what would be your suggestion for somebody who maybe they're going to go order this, they're going to get it, it's going to come in the mail, they're going to unwrap the plastic. What's the first thing to do? They Should they look at the cards? Should they look at the book? Should they not use the cards? Should they read the book? Like, what's your recommendation for that? It's a really good question. Really simple how-to stuff, because that's what people are going to ask me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's about the intention. Um, if you want to learn as much as Janie, mm -hmm. then I would start with the book, yep. because she knows a lot. <laughs> she, it, <laughs> it feels like a book of poetry, in all honesty. Yeah, and me. it's a thick book for our listeners. I mean, it's not like a little book that sometimes comes with a deck, like I'm holding it here. It's a, it's a thick book, so there's a lot in there. Yeah. And those webs took over 30 hours to make on that book. So <laughs> oh, yeah, <wow. laughs> yeah, we really went into the web game. Um, <laughs> if if you're really just new and kind of curious, mm -hmm. um, go through the cards, see which ones you like, mm -hmm. and then go to the book if you want to, or just sit with them, pull one a day and say, oh, that's making me think of this, or mm -hmm. that's making me realize I'm feeling like this. Um, my mom and I both do that practice where we'll pull a card to do mm -hmm. a, a gut check is what mm -hmm. I call it for me. I'm checking my gut. I'm like, how am I actually feeling? What am I thinking about? Um, and I don't go to the book. Mm -hmm. When I do readings, I will go to the book or offer the book. But um, so I think that's the way that I would approach it is your intention. If you're mm -hmm. really afraid of it, just enjoy it. Mm -hmm. It's pretty art. It can help you think. They're great yeah. stories. Yeah. Um, if you want to get into the more spiritual side of it, that book is one of the greatest resources out there. Mm. Um, and I think it deserves a lot of recognition because it it breaks it down in ways that are so obvious. Mm. Like the shadow and light aren't on diametric opposites. They are the yin-yang connection. Okay. They are intertwined. Yep. So I, I just think there's a lot there that can offer hope insight and a lot of love yeah. and if that's what you're looking for too we yeah. got you you know yeah. and we're always here for anyone who wants a reading or just wants to talk that's mm -hmm. what we're here for that's our job well said james um yeah, yeah i would say you know one <laughs> trust yourself like just just sit with whatever resonates. I, I have a teacher who, who talks about, um, the resonance of yes mm -hmm. in the body, right. And the resonance of no, and, and listening to like where you feel moments of yes. And, you know, there's some practices you do can to kind of tune into that. But I, I love that idea of like, what is the resonance of yes for you with this deck? And just, and, and then exactly as J James said, you know, there, there are some simple and a little more complicated spreads that I offer in there, mm -hmm. uh, offering spreads on Instagram and, and we have, I have a blog too. So lots of, if you wanted to get deep into it, but mm -hmm. I love the idea of doing a personal vibe check for yourself, maybe at the beginning of the week, if it feels too overwhelming to do it once a day. Um, or just, you know, keep them out there so that when you are ready, they are there for you. Yeah. Now, what does that I mean? People might ask, like, what is a, what does it look like for you to do a gut check with the cards? Like you act like we know nothing. Like what, what does it look like when you take out the cards? Like, do you talk to the cards? Do you talk to the universe? Like what, what is it that you're asking? And like, what does it look like for you to kind of break the deck, do all those kind of things? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I drew a card for our, our little conversation today mm -hmm. and um, it was the three of earth, mm. which is a card of community, mm -hmm. a card that, um, helps us understand that all work is sacred and holy mm. um, and that in community we grow because we're there to support each other. And I was like, is this the perfect card for a podcast where three people are good? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> right. Perfect. So, you know, that, that just struck me as like, wow. And I do feel like that's how the deck works for me is like, whatever I need that day, 
it kind of shows up and sometimes it's easier than others. And, um, it's just, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Sometimes it comes through as like an affirmation almost, right? Like I think like that card, right? Like that card is almost like a, a nod from the universe that yes, this conversation is a good thing to engage in. So throw yourself into it. Yeah. And sometimes that's the pat on the back that you need, right? Because there's a lot of times, all the time, I mean, all really all the time, I'm always second guessing myself, like, should I be doing this or whatever? But sometimes I'll pull a card and, I'm, and it's just that pat on the back that I needed that, like, yeah, like whether it's God, the universe, my dad, whatever it is, somebody's telling me, yes, like, just keep, take the next step. Yeah. And you're not, you know, as James said, you're not alone, you know? Yeah. It's really important. So last question then on that, picking back on that not alone piece, you talk about how in the book that I think you said the goal of this deck is, is to scrub away the illusion, I think of isolation. And I, I love that phrase. Like I've been thinking about that, the illusion of isolation. I'm wondering if we could dig a little bit deeper into that, because we talked about how the cards can kind of do that for us, but Practically speaking, like if we remove that feeling of isolation, we recognize it's just an illusion. We recognize our interconnectedness to each other, to all things. Like what are some things that you've maybe seen change in your own life, individual lives, maybe in the life of your family? And what what do you think could really happen in our in our world, in our society, in our culture, if we can really wrap our minds around that whole piece of interconnectedness and that this whole idea of isolation of light darkness, black and white. It's really not real. It's not reality. It's just an illusion. What are the practical things around that? I think that that's, that's such an ironic part of it though, is we live in a world where people say we're more connected than ever. Yeah. And and yet it's a vapid illusion of connection. And yet we have an illusion of isolation. So how do we bridge those two areas? Yeah. Um, in my life, uh, I've become more patient. Mm. That's that's the big thing for me was working on patience, um, rolling with the punches, you mm-hmm. know, I recognizing that all I can control is my reaction. And what defines that control are the principles that I've learned from my grandpa and dad and mm. mom. So that sort of has been great over the past you know, 30 years, just sort of fostering these baseline ideas and then turning them into my own. Yeah. And as, as we do that, the family reacts and it changes dynamics. I've never been closer with my father and I can, I wake up every day so happy mm. that we've gotten to this point and it took a lot of work, but when a family wants to be a family, you push and you make it, you, you really put in the work and, um, I think that that's been the biggest sort of like shift, I Mm. guess, over the past few years on my end. That's good. I would, I love that, James, because I do think, you know, it begins with the self, Mm -hmm. right? And, and the more you can um, attend to your own wounds, right? And work on coming into a sense of connection to yourself, right? Then you can... And finding that love for yourself, that self-compassion, really, then you can bring that energy back into the world. And it's true that, you know, when you heal yourself, everybody you interact with is better off for for that work that you've done. But I I would also say the other thing to me around um, this illusion is Mm -hmm. when we let go of judgment and and there traditionally is a judgment card in this deck, and that there is no judgment in this deck. Everyone is welcome. <laughs> and so we renamed that awakening. Mm. And um, the mantra for that card is communion. When we are, we awaken when we can commune with ourselves in a loving, kind way. And when, when we can be in communion with others in mm. that way. And then all of a sudden, like you said, you look at, I look at you and I see the divine mm-hmm. and I see myself and therefore we, you know, the illusion is scrubbed away. Yeah. Yeah. What is that higher? You mentioned that you just mentioned that the self, the inner, the inner self, higher self. And James earlier mentioned that there's that 79th, I think 79th card is that how many cards there are. Yeah. Right. And you added yeah. that card to the deck. What was the, the intention behind that particular card being in this, in this deck? 
when I I remember when I was working on that one, it's mm -hmm. it's it's definitely a layered series of meanings. You know, there's actually a blindfold on a non-binary individual with a third eye on their forehead. So that part was trying to show that you don't have to see everything to believe in yourself, mm -hmm. to have that internal dialogue that you're talking about, to have that sense of trust that you can be in a pure void but still be you and then um around it is some scattering of the the character the breakdown mm -hmm. into the ether the universe itself and that to me is a sign of interconnectivity i mean if we're related to stars and moons like we're connected to everything yeah. and that to me is just one of the most beautiful concepts that i just love i don't think it even inspires me or changes me i just love it this yeah. idea that we we're all connected because we all came from the same place yeah. it's a web it's a brotherly god spirit like i remember that in catholic school i was like oh whoa maybe no one should be mean if they're all brothers and sisters i was a child you know but <laughs> That was a very obvious answer to me. And as we've grown in this world, you know, I think there's a lot of avenues um, of the illusion of connection that have divided us even more. And yeah. again, that the almost poetic irony of it is is unfortunate. It's scary. It's palpable. And our goal over the next however long it takes is to create a space where people can just be themselves. Yeah, it's not about really. It's about you and yeah. being seen and being heard. And we're still trying to figure out all the ins and outs of bringing that space on a digital platform, yeah. much less in real life. And so um, it's tough, yeah. but it, it's possible. And I think the 79th card says, go back to your roots, go back to yourself, go back to that interconnectivity between all of it and try and rely on that rather than the illusion of connection, you know? Right. That's right. I love it. Well, my friend, we are just about out of time. We're nearing the the end of our 45-ish minutes, but um, thank you for taking time to join me. Thank you for this deck. I've, I feel like I have some, my brain is like exploding with things to think about. So I feel like we have to have another conversation because this interconnectivity idea is brand new to me. Like I'm talking like last six months or so. And it's yeah. just really blowing my mind in a lot of different ways. So things you're talking about, James, what the science behind it, those are things I'm like, tell me more about that because I don't understand it, but it's very, it's very intriguing. And I feel like it's the, I feel like it's a key that could unlock a whole lot of stuff if we could really tap into it. So thank you for taking the time to join me. And uh, really quick, where can people go to find you both online? Like what are some places where people can go to interact with you? I know you do some of these cards and stuff like that on instagram things like that so where where's the best place for people to go to dig in a little bit more well for um for the deck at mm -hmm. the sacred web tarot on instagram and facebook and then uh, it's uh, www.sacredwebtarot.com um we have some fun things coming yeah we uh, do we oh, have boy. A, fun. yeah we, we have a, a very special calendar that has all brand new artwork and um, I've pulled a card for each of the full and new moon. And so you have mantras to work with and they're little separate sheets of, of, of calendars. So you could put them on an altar or whatever, but um, so yeah, check it out and, um, and re and reach out because we we're, we're happy to connect. Um, and, and then James, you have uh, share yours. Yeah. I've been um, taking a, a break some would say um i'm getting ready to launch a store i am at spontaneous dot productions mm -hmm. we're gonna have some weird shirts uh with a lot of anatomy on it we're gonna have some great shirts with some flowers i'm working on optimus prime right now excellent uh yeah man that's my dream and if anybody ever wants a piece or just to talk i'm there too awesome. i would recommend sacred web though for today yeah, absolutely. No, and I, I think that's great. And, and for our listeners, please take them up on that because I, I mean, usually when people come on, like they'll give their handles and stuff like that. And it's, you don't always get that interaction with people, but I really sense from just, I've been looking at you guys online and stuff like that. I really get the sense that you interact with people, which I think is really important, especially 
when these kinds of things and this kind of conversation, this kind of deck of cards can bring up so many questions that people might have. It's great to be able to go to the the source of the people who made it and be able to ask a pointed question and know you're going to get a, a thoughtful response in return. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is a, what blast. a treat. I, I really want to get back to talking, man. I'm sure we could have a great time. Yeah, we'll definitely do it again. We'll definitely do it again soon. And I'll be I'll be in touch. Wonderful. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so much. And to Take everybody, care. don't forget. Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>